Hello. And the other one, please. Hello. Brought to you by Irish Rugby Tours, the Rugby Tour Specialists, AFIA Sports Training, committed to developing the sporting potential of future players in the U.S., U.K., and across the world. And Dub Pies, Down Under Pies, stop by, say hi, and eat pie. And the Pagan Whistle on West 36th Street. Everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City talking rugby. But ladies and gentlemen, we like to get out. We like to get on the road. And this time we're at our satellite studio at the Pig & Whistle in New York City on West 36th Street, our favorite rugby pub. Check it out. Thanks for the throw, Matt. Uh, We are at the Pig & Whistle for our uh, big interview with Kate Zachary the captain of the Team USA Women's 15s team, uh, facing off against the Black Ferns in Chicago, the big rugby weekend. And where better to do an interview early in the morning than at our favorite rugby pub, the Pig & Whistle. So Kate, I don't believe that you actually exist because there's no way that a person can get on the fast track to play their first rugby game in a college alumni game to being the captain of Team USA at Soldier Field against the Black Ferns on the rugby weekend. Is, is this accurate? <laughs> that is accurate, yep. I never had a chance to play before then. They made me an honorary alumni and let me play. And you came from soccer and basketball, right? In this meteoric rise? Uh, yeah. Okay, so what compelled you to play rugby, A, and B, how did you end up not only playing 15s, but 7s? Uh, well, yeah, so I was in college, hung out with the rugby team. They were always more fun. Uh, our soccer team was a lot of fun, don't get me wrong. But um, some of my friends off the team were all rugby players, so went and hung out some of their socials. I think that's what draws everyone in. And uh, practiced with them a few times after soccer season was over. Never got the chance to play. The next year, exactly, they were like, hey, come play in our alumni game. Played that my first game. Didn't pick a rugby ball up for about another two years. I'd moved back and was working for my alma mater. Uh, needed something to do, so I joined the women's rugby team, the same college club team. Uh, played for about six months and met the right people um, who were kind of helping out Rick. Like, looked around the nation, and Rick was on a big uh, crossover athlete kick. Um, his philosophy was, if you're athletic, I can teach you rugby. If you're not athletic, I don't think I can help you. Uh, Bryn Trivers, actually, he put me in contact with Rick. Uh, got me a spot at a camp in April of 2014. And I came out, got kicked in the face by Jill Potter the first day. I don't even think I knew what I, there's no way I looked like I knew what I was doing. I just ran around. And about a couple months later, Rick called and asked if I wanted to come out and be a part of the team. And somehow I'm still here. Did you rely on the 1500 years of Benedictine learning uh, to respond to Rick's coaching and (laughs) fast tracking in rugby? You know, I don't think that doesn't, that doesn't hurt. Yeah, 1,500 years of learning uh, and prayer probably don't hurt. No, absolutely not. So it was Jill Potter that initiated you or indoctrinated you into the uh, world of the dark arts then? Yep, pretty much that, right? Square in the nose. Got, I think even a little bit of a nose bleed day one. It's great. To the left of your nose is a shiner. Is that uh, for Halloween week or yep. is that an actual shiner? 
Unfortunately, it's real. Uh, I got it uh, during our final for WPL National Championships on Sunday. Come on, be honest. It's actually pretty cool having a black eye. You know, rugby players, we like black eyes. It is true. I just have a tendency to get hit in the face more than anywhere else, so I got to fix something. That's likely because you, you mix it up a little bit more than, than most. <laughs> and you mix it up in sevens and fifteens. In sevens, you're a, a prop. Yep. In fifteens, you're a back row. What's your preference? Between sevens and fifteens? Yeah, you, you got to make choices on rugby wrap-up. And here's the thing, it's a game show. So you're going to win the big, beautiful beach house in the location of your dreams if wow. you can choose right here and now between winning an Olympic gold medal or a Rugby World Cup. Which is it? Uh, you know, a gold medal is really cool, and it's cool to say you're an Olympian. Um... I also just really like the World Cup environment about um, being around just all rugby players. Like, it's great to meet all the different athletes, and it's cool to see all the other sports Olympics. Um, but there's something special about being part of also the long tradition of just your sport, right? Um, and that's what's kind of cool about World Cup. You know, it's been around, you know, forever, basically. Um, and to try to carry on the legacy of, you know, our women's 90s teams who won the World Cup and things like that, like, it's cool to attempt that feat um, and fill their shoes and um, just be surrounded by hundreds of rugby players. Like, I don't know, that environment was really cool to me. I, as of right now, I think I'd stick with the World Cup, but I'm sure others will disagree. Scandalous, Kate. <laughs> I know. Okay, hard question number two right out of the gate here on Rugby Wrap-Up Early AM from the Pig and Whistle. What does the number 257 mean to you? Um, that's my eagle number. Judges, is that the correct answer? There's the ding, ding, ding. A lot of people don't get that right. Uh, give me sweating for a second. I was like, I can't remember if I'm 259 or 257. Because at one point, Abby Gustatus and I had the same number online. So we had to figure that out. Okay, moving right along. Stealing from Craig Ferguson, who would say, Recuvac is the capital of Iceland. Who is your favorite teammate? Favorite teammate? Oh, um, I would probably say at the moment Kit Kat. We have a pretty sweet bromance. And uh, at World Cup, we had our uh, coffee club in the morning. I brought the coffee unit. She brought the coffee. Sylvia usually joined us as well. Uh, it was a very nice morning tradition. So if you like coffee, it wins up with my heart pretty quickly. And for the folks at home that might not be in the know, please tell them who Kit Kat is. Oh, uh, Kitty Augustine, our hooker. She always runs around the blue scrum cap with the towel. Now, I know that, you know that, but some of the other folks might not know that. <laughs> I think it was Al McFarland, who has his own coffee shop. Blaine Scully and uh, Chris Wiles were all mm -hmm. coffee bromance yeah. guys. It's a, it's a good time to like wake up in the morning, have some live chat, get rugby ready. Just start the day off right. Coffee and rugby, can't miss combo. Uh, segwaying back into rugby and the rugby weekend, what's the most exciting thing about playing in Chicago on Soldier Field? Well, one, it'll be one of the biggest venues I think uh, either women's programs had the opportunity to play in. Um, and it's the first time New Zealand's been in the United States, the women's seen the Blackburns. Um, and so it's just a huge, huge opportunity for the women's 15 programs to showcase like our talents, what we've been working on, against some, some of the best teams in the nation, obviously, like New Zealand just won the World Cup and things like that. So it's um, a huge opportunity for us to take them on again, 
you know, show them how we've improved and learned since World Cup and just show America what rugby is and how the women's game is extremely important for young girls to start playing as early as possible and how they can take in, they can fill our shoes one day. Hey, how about imagining if you at 12, a Kate Zachary at 12 or 10 or 8, had started playing rugby? Uh, I think she would make less errors than I do. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, you still, you definitely still enjoy the game, but just some of the finer details, I think, uh, would just be that much more crisp now and things like that. Um, just in rugby knowledge in general, like I'm still constantly learning stuff every day. Um, best way to get through a hole, best way to set up a teammate, you know, all those little things. Um, I think by now those would be just so much more on point. So. What's the most compelling thing about playing 15s for you? Is it lighting up an unsuspecting fly half? Is it rattling off a 20-meter run or scoring a try? Um, I think the thing I like about 15s is um, like it, it really requires all 15 players. You know, in sevens, you can, get, you can make one pass, put someone in space, and they're running the 80 meters. Um, but in 15s, like, you're not going to get those breaks. It really takes all 15 players to set someone up to score. And I think like that's my favorite part is you know you're, you're doing your role in the scrum of the lineup whether it's hitting the ten and trying to force a turnover, um, or whether it's you know running that punch line to throw an offload to someone who then they're getting down the field a few more meters, setting up again and doing it again, um, and working for someone scoring a try um, and hopefully an easy one, not one that we have to like work too hard for. You definitely sound like a captain, definitely. But if you're dealing with a player like me that prefers 15s <laughs> over 7s because I can hide in 15s and I can't hide in 7s, what do you say? How do you handle that, despite the fact that I would never be on a national team? You know, uh, you got to you gotta step up for the team and you got to do your role. So, you know, if you're a wing, then you got to be on the wing and you have the sole responsibility of keeping the width of the field and catching right and scoring a try. But... If you got any other job, you got to do your role because, you know, there's eight fours on the field and we can't afford to only have seven. Um, and if you don't want to be a team player, then we could always use a water girl. So You're absolutely right. And, you know, we got to salute the previous captain, uh, Tiffany Faye, who is a yeah. fellow club member with me on the New York Rugby Club. What's it like filling her shoes? Uh, you know, I'm a little bit nervous because she's a uh, super fun loving. Uh, loud and obnoxious and I'm usually just sarcastic to everyone so but uh, you know Tiff had a big personality a big heart um, she loved this team and she did everything she could to make sure we were successful and um, I think for me it's just a matter of you know trying to be everyone's friend trying to get to know everybody um, but also you know need be be the, uh, the punisher if anyone's getting in trouble but also just set the example on the field and that's one thing that Tiff did like she played with a big personality. She was where she needed to be um, in every play. She made the tackles she needed to do and the carries she needed. Um, and so I think that's one thing like I'm most excited to do like and use as motivation is to be just like her, if not better. Yeah, and just a little bit more on Tiff. She steps out from being front row and captain for Team USA in a Rugby World Cup in 15s and then goes back to New York Rugby Club and plays in the back line. And I'm thinking I would not want to be the opposition there. Nope. And because you play sevens and fifteens, you can talk to this. The players and the skill sets are getting more and more evolved because people are playing sevens and fifteens. They can pass, they can run across the board, one through fifteen. The good problem for you is that you have, you're having more test time 
But the downside of that, perhaps, is that you don't have access to the seven stars who are on the HSBC 7 Series tour. It's a mouthful. Yeah, but, I mean, we've got a giant pool now. Rob's done a great job recruiting um, across the nation. And, I mean, they fill in the gaps, and there's girls who are playing, you know, club nationals and things like that. And, uh, you know, as amazing as the seven girls are, like, they've got their job to do. Um, you know, this is their qualifying year for the Olympics, so they need to focus on that. Um, and we need to keep focusing on, you know, building rugby around the country. So that's pulling up the younger girls from collegiate, you know, the different club levels, things like that. Um, they've all got opportunities to play sevens and fifteens year round, which is amazing now. And just really ask them to step up. And I think that it's going to be a huge movement, I think, for rugby moving forward for the women's team. You answer that one with all of the savvy of a NSCAA <laughs> Scholar All-American. I tried to sneak that one by you. Uh, thanks. I just keep talking. It goes okay. You answered that one like a corporate executive or a politician. Uh, no, too many uh, secrets, you know? All right, Kate Zachary secrets will be another episode on Rugby Wrap-Up, but let's stick to the rugby for now. Your style of captaining. Are you fire and brimstone right before the match starts, or are you saying anything, or are you just ready to go? Um, I definitely say something, mainly because I'm nervous. I got to say something. But um, honestly, it's just just reminding people that, you know, there's nothing more we need to do at this point except just go out and play. Um, I think too many times people just get caught up and they're studying the playbook last minute. They start, you know, rethinking plays, things like that. But at that point, once you're in the sheds and you're about to take the field, like, you just got to go out and do you, catch and pass. You got to do your role. Um, and just have fun. Um, and that's what I just always try to remind people of, is just work hard, have fun, go together, and we'll do the best we can. All right, Kate, three big matches, but arguably you guys are the marquee match because both teams are locked and loaded. Both teams are at full strength and highly ranked, respectively, in the world. But you're playing on Soldier Field, a grass field, and by the end of the day, that thing could be chewed up, but you guys have first crack at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That feels going to be interesting by the end of the night. How would you feel if the situation was reversed? You know, you take, your, you take it as it comes. So, I mean, the evening game would still be amazing. Uh, but honestly, nothing changes. I mean, field conditions are what they are. It's one thing, especially in club, you get used to. Fields too small, fields too wide, fields with potholes, fields that go downhill. Um, your game plan doesn't change, right? Um, again, your skill sets don't change. So... It is what it is. Just sometimes you got to maybe change up a little bit of your scrum plays. Like if it's wet and it's torn up, are you going to be able to drive as far? Who knows? You try it out. If it doesn't work, you change it. You change it. Do something different. So it's all about adaptability. Yeah, and just make sure that everybody has the two sets of studs, right? The longs and the shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. we got to track some of those down, but yep. <laughs> all right, Kate. Anything you want to say to the folks at home and the people out there before we let you go? Please, please come out, watch the game, buy your tickets. You know, there's, um, and if you can't make it, please go watch the game live streams on Flow Rugby. Um, it's going to be an awesome weekend, uh, not just our game, but the next two games after. Um, and just keep supporting and keep playing. All right. Captain Kate, Kate Zachary of Team USA, in the wee early hours of Chicago, live here at the Pig & Whistle in New York City. Kate, thank you very much. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
And on that note, Matt McCarthy at the Pig and Whistle, New York City's, in fact, the Globe's best rugby pub on West 36th Street in Manhattan for Rugby Wrap-Up, signing off.